0: Welcome to Real Estate & Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Monday, October 21st, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This article comes from the Montreal Gazette. An unprecedented number of Montreal tenants are being evicted, QS says. QS is Quebec Solidaire. It's a I believe it's a provincial party in Quebec. Quebec Solidaire MNAs want a moratorium on evictions for the purpose of altering or repurposing housing units in areas where the vacancy rate is under 3%. Tenants are losing their homes on an unprecedented scale as owners evict them for renovations, Quebec Solidaire MNAs and housing organizations said at a press conference Sunday. Landlords are exploiting loopholes in the housing law to get rid of occupants so they can jack up rents, repurpose apartments as short term tourist rentals, or turn them into condos, said Ruba Gazal, member of the National Assembly for Mercier, which includes the sought after Plateau Montreal and Mile End districts. It's a real housing crisis, said Gazal who was accompanied by the party's housing critic, Andres Fontesilla, as well as some displaced tenants and housing advocates. The MNAs called on the Coalition Avenir Quebec government to declare a moratorium on evictions for the purposes of altering or repurposing housing units in areas where the vacancy rate is under 3%. They also want the government to set up an emergency committee to help displaced tenants find homes and to tighten the rules on evictions in Quebec's civil code. Tenants facing eviction have flooded MA's offices and tenants' organizations with calls, Gazal said. The number of complaints has doubled since last year, she said. Normally, landlords send eviction notices in December, so housing groups are bracing themselves for a higher volume of cases in the coming months," she said. Gazal noted that many tenants, especially the elderly, immigrants, and low-income residents, leave without contesting the eviction, either because they don't know their rights or can't handle the stress of doing so. Those who fight for the right to stay are the tip of the iceberg, she said. Landlords do not have to prove that, they, that the renovations are necessary or that they truly intend to carry them out, she added. Here in Quebec, the responsibility to investigate is on the shoulders of the tenants, Gazal said. The result of the rise in evictions is that central neighborhoods are losing diversity as seniors, families, immigrants, and low-income residents are pushed out in favor of young professionals, able to pay higher rents as well as by Airbnb type rentals, she said. This is not good for Montreal, she said. Adrienne Leclerc Marceau and Eric Beaulieu are recent, were recently evicted from their $888 per month, all-inclusive two-bedroom apartment near Laurier Metro Station, where Leclerc Marceau has lived for 14 years. The landlord told them the rent would be more than double after the renovations, they said. All the tenants were cleared from the 14-unit apartment building on Drolet Street, said the couple, who were the only ones who contested the renovations before the Quebec Rental Board. Some of the other tenants launched cases demanding better compensation for having to relocate. Leclerc Marceau and Eric Beaulieu lost their case but won a substantial financial settlement from the landlord. They said they had to search intensively for three months to use and use their wide network on social media to find a similar sized apartment in Rosemont that costs 1000 a month but where they pay extra for heat and hydro. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Email me recoffee.com at joelarndt.ca. So R-E-Coffee at J-O-E-L-A-R-N-D-T dot C-A. If you're a tenant, if you are a landlord, I'd love to hear what you think of this situation. We have similar, we have a similar situation in Ontario, I'd say. The trouble with this is, there's an underlying belief that the, that the property, there's a belief on both sides that they have some sort of right to the property. And what we're going to have to figure out is exactly how much of a right do the tenants have and how much of a right does the landlord have to their own property? Sure. This is the tenant's home and there's a, a certain amount of responsibility on the landlord's shoulders for that. This is you are providing, you're not just providing a service or a a product that, you know, affects someone's business or that, you know, it's not a luxury item. Although it could be, it's not, it's essentially a basic human need. And so from, the landlord's perspective, the weight of that responsibility needs to be very present. So to just evict someone because you want to charge double the rent, you have to reevaluate what kind of business you're in, I think. Now, there is also something to be said for people preparing for their own environment and this doesn't happen and I don't think you can I I don't think you can realistically expect people to do this you you, you don't you can't expect people to because they won't I mean it would be smart if people did but they don't they do not look at their environment financially to see where things are going, to see where they're at and to make sure that they're on top of, make sure that they're safe, you know, financially. Once it's for all of us, it's easy to get into a comfort zone. Once we've found a stable balance point in that is probably more dangerous than being without than being in a position where you are clearly distressed or without because when you are in a desperate situation you understand your environment and you you have to adjust mentally to adapt to that and to get out of it when you're comfortable and on the balance point something can be swiped out from underneath you and that fall and that support is taken out from underneath you. That fall can be damaging if you're not ready for it. Personally, I don't think landlords should just be evicting. I think they're, um, Like just because they think they can get more money. There has to be a weight of responsibility on the fact that they are supplying a basic human need. If you want to get into a business where you can just raise the price on your product because the market is doing that, get into something else, get into coffee, get into food, get into, um, electronics. I don't know that this is not a business where you have full control over over the price for for very specific reasons. And that's something I think landlords have to get used to. And they have to prepare for that. Whether it's if it's in a rent controlled environment and you can only increase rent by so much. You know, that you have to be careful of that. You obviously have to abide by that. If you see rents going up in your neighborhood then strategically providing ways for people to get out why would people want to move you know that's a that's a tough one so instead of forcing them out and creating a whole lot of backlash on yourself too I mean that's one thing it's neither here nor there really there's cash for keys you know or any number of other solutions. Now, it's different when the tenant is violating terms of an agreement, when he's damaging, when they're damaging properties, if they are, um, you know, just bad people, (laughs) you know, or just doing stupid stuff, I guess. That's completely different. There should be more control for the landlord once it's proven that this is, that the tenant is negligent or willfully destructive should be a quick process. And it's not, and that's a problem right now. But when you're talking about a, a tenant who's paid faithfully and on time for 14 years, first of all, if you haven't, like. I mean, I don't know what the rent was 14 years ago, but if you haven't, if the rent's at $888, something's telling me that you probably haven't been raising the rent every year. Get people used to this increasing expense to this increasing environment. Like it, I, I rent right now and I will probably rent for a long time just because even though I technically, well, right now I pay less in rent than I do than I would owning a home in this area. But even if I paid more in rent to own than owning a home in the area, there's a, there's a, there's a swath of services that I am now privy to under Ontario law stuff I do not have to be responsible for. That being said, this is my home. I want to take care of it. And a lot of people have that attitude. If you have a tenant that's taking care of your place, don't be too quick and too greedy to get them out. And yes, there is an element of greed to that. It makes it makes me wonder why you are ready and willing to kick some kick out a and I, we don't have the full story here. Uh, maybe they weren't good tenants. That's a completely different story. My argument right now is that if they are good tenants, there's a responsibility on the landlord to continue to deliver excellent service and, and upkeep their product. Now in Ontario, we have an allowable, there are measures to increase rent a certain amount above and beyond what's allowed. If you have to do significant renovations, significant improvements, there might be something like that in Quebec as well. That might be an avenue, especially if there are like, that's completely valid. And if the tenant is used to rent increases every year and you come to them and say, okay, it's going up by this much more than you are used to, but these are the renovations we're going to be doing. ah, There's going to be some complaining, whatever. It's still, you are keeping up with the environment, with, with your environment too. And you know, I think that's a point too. Like if, if you're not increasing rent every year, you're not paying attention either. It's on you just as much as it's on the tenant. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Again, email me. Again, it's recoffee at joelart.ca. And I know that a lot of landlords get into got into real estate just because they wanted to, you know, have some kind of cash flowing investment they didn't may not have necessarily wanted to deal with the tenants or they didn't really understand what they were getting into. And that's on you. It's a rookie mistake, but that's on you. And you're going to have to deal with it, figure it out. And for that reason, a lot of people just get out when they realize what they got into, they just get out. But if you know what you're getting into and you get the proper management in place and the proper systems in place, this is going to make you money hand over fist for decades to come. Don't be so impatient to get your fair share now of what the market is doing and you'll get it. You'll get your share like that comes. I think this is why it's so important to have a good community around you with, you know, people who are just way more experienced than you, who have, who understand what's going on, uh, especially when it comes to the rental property game. Because if you have people to support you and to walk you through a lot of these processes, you avoid a lot of headaches and mistakes and you understand what you're stepping, what you're stepping into and what the next step is and. Uh, the IWIN meetings that I go to are some of the best um, meetings, first of all. And second of all, it's just an excellent community of people who have been investing in real estate for decades and some new people who are just getting into the game. But these people are looking to increase their, their wealth, to build their wealth in, in, in any way possible. And a lot of them have already done it through real estate and now they are moving into other areas. And so when you have that kind of support, it, um, you can even come up with ideas how to get tenants out, not just legally, but ethically. And so that they're actually not so niffed about it. The tenant isn't so upset about it when they have to move out. These people who have experience, they'll understand. They'll know what to do. They've figured out these unorthodox ways of building wealth. They've hacked the traditional routes to wealth. A lot of these people, especially at IWIN, the Infinity Wealth Investment Network, they're going to be at the Wealth Hacker Conference. That's why I'm going. Hang out with them, hang out with a thousand other people that are going. I think there's 1,100 people total right now that have, that have signed up, might be more. That's why I bought my ticket though. I want to, n- to connect with these people. Plus Grant Cardone's going to be there t- talking about real estate, talking about building wealth, talking about how to manage your money. It's going to be, there's a slew of other wealth hackers there who have made their money in, through very specific strategies in real estate and in stocks uh, and in business. Want to learn from them, but I want to learn from the other people who are going to be there. If you want to go, check out wealthhacker.ca. There there are three ticket levels. Pick your ticket. There's going to be an enter promo code link. Click on that, put in the promo code real wealth and that'll give you 10% off your ticket. So wealthhacker.ca, pick your ticket, enter promo code and use the code Real wealth, all one word, you'll get 10% off your ticket. If you're going, email me and let me know. I'd love to meet up while we're there. Okay. Hey, it's, uh, you know, Monday, October 21st. It's election day here in Canada. Go vote. Go have your say. And uh, have a good day.